I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is high time for hypersonic missiles, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Wilfred Zaha got his revenge and Arsenal lost in Lawn. It's Wednesday, 4th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Luke Moore. Welcome one and all to a wonderful Wednesday here. Thank you very much to Mark Digge for emailing us today's intro line. You can choose the intro line for next Wednesday's show, of course. Just sign up for the Football Ramble Patreon using the link in the show description. And we thought we'd go for a local lad, Luke Moore. Yeah, why not? Do yeah. it. Andy's a local lad. We're up in Newcastle at the moment. Yeah, Andy's constituency. It is Andy's. He does live like an MP, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's doing a lot of constituency. Am I the Tony Blair of the Football Ramble? <laughs> yeah, you I, are actually. Mm, no, well, I think he is. Not Blair. You're not giving him Blair. Nah. Uh, who was I, the one who ordered guacamole in the fish and chip shop? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, I was, I was going to give. I, you... I, have, I have a separate uh, podcast on which to answer for my mid noughties crimes. Well, Is that right? <laughs> me, yeah. me and Marcus are um, very, very grateful that you've um, swerved the Conservative Party conference to come in. <laughs> <laughs> we know that uh, are, are means a big, a big part of top player, <laughs> a big part of the year for you, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear me! Um, yeah, we are up in Newcastle, of course, as if you didn't know. Um, 
But that doesn't mean to say we haven't been watching the Champions League. My goodness. What a what a night. I mean, I know often. Late December, back in six, 23. Yes. Not December, it's October, you know what okay, I mean. Yeah, yeah. But it was a what a night, wasn't it? It was. Mm. Uh, it was. Look, yeah. well, often, often I sit in front of the Football Rabble microphone and go, oh, what about that juicy action last night? And I'm trying to get everybody going. You should. Last night, genuinely, was absolutely pumping Andy. From from what happened in Berlin to what happened in in Manchester, it it, it was all happening, Andy Brassel. And and I said to producer Charlie that shambles is better than excellence. Exactly, yes, yes. that as well. Um, yeah. but, What's the rabble's motto? Indeed. <laughs> well, it it kept him from sacking me for another season. Yeah. But uh, I I I thought it was obviously we we saw you earlier in the day at St James's Park, and despite the five forty five kickoff in Berlin, I thought. I said, Andy will somehow be at um, Union Berlin versus FC Braga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll find a way. He'll find a way. Yeah, indeed, yeah. But let's start at Old Trafford. Uh, Manchester United 2, Galatasaray 3. A crazy game. Manchester United have lost their first two games in this year's Champions League, conceding seven goals. They've lost five um, out of their last seven. Uh, I mean, for the neutral, what an end-to-end match, yes. first and foremost, at Old Trafford. But another damning performance and result for Manchester United. Yeah, and I think really the winning goal was it in a nutshell. I mean, I suppose you could say there were lots of individual errors, moments by Manchester United that were it in a nutshell. But for me, it, it was the winning goal. I mean, we'll come to, I think, how amazingly Icardi did. Like, the <laughs> balls to have that, to, to put that finish yeah. to the winning goal after, like three minutes after missing a penalty yeah. was, was, was pretty amazing. That's just him in a nutshell, though. Yeah, Drama I mean, just follows him around. It's, it's, yeah. But it's, it's very few players who can put something like that out of your mind. You know, mm. the, 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 the chance to win at Man United and you've blown it. Oh no, I haven't. I'll just take another chance in a minute. It's fine. But well, I another think, one. What you're probably thinking was another one will be along in a minute. Yeah. So yeah, don't possibly. worry about it. Yeah, yeah. possibly. But I, I think when you saw that the the poor ball from Amrabat mm-hmm. um, headed back by Davinson Sanchez is one thing, but the fact that he's totally static and thereby plays a cardi on side, mm. I think is United in a nutshell. The yeah. fact that it doesn't quite fit, and Amrabat's been put in a position where I know. Like Ten Hag said, oh, well, he could do a job at left back. Can he? Really? And also, you know, the reason the, the reason they can lost the game is because they were playing him at left back and he played yeah. one on side. Yeah. Because positionally, he couldn't get in the position he needs to be in. If you he got rinsed for that second goal as well, didn't he? Back in the day, he did. He did as well. That's a good point. But back in the day, even playing at amateur level, mm. if you weren't a flat, if you're playing a flat back four and you're not in line and one of you is dropping back, the whole edifice falls apart. Yeah. Because yeah. any kind of striker worth his salt would always play on the back of the last defender. So if you're the last defender and you're five or six yards dropping back and playing everyone on side you're in real trouble now I would say for that particular goal mm. he's been he's been sold apart by the fact that the kick out is so poor mm-hmm. and the header comes back over so it's hard for him to get in the position quickly um, no, but, but it's, it's his kick yeah, but, but it's, yes, it's his pass isn't it he, should, he, he needs to either hit the channel properly or play it to a to a team member but the back line team I mean mate. Paul Scholes was talking about Varane and Lindelof and saying that he's very concerned about them saying a bit soft and so I mean that back line and the goalkeeper it's, I don't think that goes of, back to what Andy, sorry to cut in, but that goes back to what Andy's saying. Yeah. It's, it's the environment they're in. Well, it no, to to, be, totally, right? yeah. Has to be in there. I mm. do think though that that there is a case for bringing back Harry Maguire. And they, you, do you know what, Andy? Uh, I'm sorry, sorry to jump in here. Yeah. We had breakfast this morning at this hotel. Yeah. Mm. And um, lovely hotel. And Michael Marcus was already there. Yeah. I sat mm. down with him, and the first thing he said to me was, <laughs> "You know what the first thing he said to me was, along the lines of." <laughs> 
I'm going to find a way to weave back in a, 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 a plea for Harry Maguire to get back in at Man United. Look, and I just said, look, I just thought to myself at the time, does this guy ever think about anything else? Look, listeners. And then that, he started talking about Tom Heaton. Does that, <laughs> <laughs> does that sound like me, listeners? I'll just put yeah. it to them. Now, I think I've realised all these years <laughs> on, you know, when Harry Maguire turned up with that like big sort of... Uh, rubbish sack mm. of stuff yeah I mean, when he signed like, for United he's on England duty oh just, that's right but he got called up to the England team right? it's just got 2,000 pieces of paper in it that all say thanks Marcus <laughs> yeah and the thing is going back that's a really good point so yeah. when Harry Maguire got called up for England he turned up with his stuff in a bin bag and mm. I thought isn't that, isn't that amazingly down to earth what a character blah blah now what we've seen mm. Looking back on it, makes me think he's just so disorganised he hasn't even got a bag. Look, don't start. <laughs> if you're talking about disorganisers, let's go back to that back four and Manchester United in general because it's all over. Harry, the place. Gu- Harry Maguire. You can't blame makes, Maguire. He makes that back four worse. No, I know it feels unbelievable. No, no, no. I, I, I think he genuinely makes it better on the last night's performance. I mean, both teams were playing very high lines, which again made it such a great spectacle for the mm. neutral. I mean, Galatasaray thought to themselves, well, who have they got up front? Hoyland and Rashford, yeah, bombing on. I think we'll play a high line. We should be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, look, they won the game, so obviously paid dividends in the end. Um, but we've got to mention Wilfred Zaha, who had a bloody lovely time. And what a character he is. Well, one of the reasons why he wanted to join Galatasaray was, of course, you know, Champions League football. I appreciate Lazio were one of the other sides that were interested in him, and they are playing tonight against Celtic, so they are also uh, in the Champions League. But Galatasaray, it seems like a lovely fit for him because... He'll feel when he's in Turkey, Andy, he'll feel like he's, you know, arguably the biggest club in the land. Certainly Mm. one of, there's no doubt about that. They are a Champions League football club fairly regularly. Got a great fan base. And also, Turkish football, in particular the teams at the top, is a bit of a who's who of European football. Oh, it's incredible to watch. It's just great. I mean, if you look at a card, obviously, Davison Sanchez, I know the reason why he's gone there is to get a four-time Spurs. It's like going to um, a a musical theatre production. Yeah. Like an all-star lineup, mm. and you're just sitting there yep. waiting for who's going to come on next. Yeah, exactly. They bring yeah. It on. It's in Dombele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Forgot about him. Yeah, well, even like Musilera. The, the, yeah, the great I know to he's see been him. there for years. Mm. Great to see him. But though. it's just lovely to always be reminded. You know, so the, the, the Turkish sides often provide that in the Champions League. But Zahar at, at Galatasaray. You know, he's now fit. Of course, there were concerns about um, injuries and whatnot, but he's there. He got his goal. We are crediting it, the goal to Zaha. Yeah, I think we are. No one's taken that away. The narrative. From him, no, there's no, there's no, there's no way. Yeah, but I mean, he was in that press conference at the end when he said, or after the match, he said uh, he was asked, you know, about, about his time at Manchester United and da 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 da, and he just questioned to that effect, and then just said, "Look at my face. Does it look like I'm bothered?" Kind yeah. of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. He was he, brilliant in the post-match pitch though, yeah. wasn't he? Mm. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, he's presumably he's taken to it like an up to water. It's, it's it's funny because of all the big players that they brought in, it's taken him the longest to to get ready. Injury wise, yeah, he di- he didn't have um, a proper preseason. Of course, mm-hmm. he was still training with Palace for a bit, but not full team training, which makes a a massive difference. And it was only the game at the weekend where he scored his first goal for the club, where they beat Ankara Guchu, that, that he looked the part. And for the first time, he thought, okay, this is real Zaha. He's a real handful. And he was he was tough for Diogo Dallo all, all night, but though. If you're talking about United falling short of where they should be, I think, again, that's another case in point. Like, Dallo is fine to get taken on the outside by Zaha. That mm. can happen yeah. to really good right-backs. To get out-muscled by him in that situation, but should that really happen? But, Andy, he gets drawn inside into a place he doesn't want to be um, and is asked, essentially, to do a centre-back's job yeah. and gets bullied out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that happens the same way when centre-backs who play in that way don't like being dragged out wide because mm. they'll get probably beaten for pace mm. it's the almost inverse of that yes. and I, I think Dallow is like almost 
symbolic of Man United at the moment as far as he's just so inconsistent. Like mm. he came on against Spurs at the Spurs stadium. And he, yeah, I mean, it wasn't much really because you know Spurs won the game, but he looked all right. He actually mm. looked quite competent. He looked like a decent athlete, like he knew what he was doing. Last night he looked poor. Well, like, bear in mind but, that, that that Portugal have actually chosen to pick him ahead of João Cancelo, right, on, on, on occasion. So he's, so he's, so he's, 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 got, he's not a scrawly, but he's, but he's it takes a very special player indeed, doesn't it, to to be able to hold your line and to keep your head when so much around you on and off the pitch is going yeah, so true. badly wrong. Mm-hmm. Particularly yeah. when you're playing like right back. Yeah. It's not, you know, you're not, it's not, I know it's a really, it's an impactful position to play these days compared to what it used to be, but it's not like, it's very rare that a right back's going to be a difference. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's tough for him the same way it seems to be tough for a lot of them. I think the Amrabat point's a really good point. I think what Paul Scholes said about Lindelof and Varane is, is, is accurate. Mm-hmm. Although he does have a background of being really overly harsh about Manchester United anyway. Mm-hmm. He's very, very kind of dour about them yeah. generally, isn't he? That's kind of his character. Um, Casemiro couldn't do any more than he did. The only bright spots really, I thought, were, were Rashford mm-hmm. and um, Hoyland. Hoyland yeah. yeah. Well, Hoyland is a real bright spot for most he looked United, amazing yeah I mean his, his two goals I mean even the, the one that was given offside took it very very well very composed that bodes well for Manchester United even though they lost the game I mean the, the, the header the way he's kind of contorts know, his body contorts yeah. his body exactly it's amazing. Was, 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 a, was a lovely finish it shouldn't be uh, understated um, and then of course the, the second goal the Manchester United and he scored the way he bursts through, and you talk about Cardi's great finish. Eats the ground up. It, yeah, the water finish that was. Yeah, it really know? was. So, so that is that. You know, if you're Eric Ten Hag, you're really hanging all of your hats on him at and the moment. It's what we said about him when he arrived. That it's a relatively small sample size, but what he's produced for Atalanta and, and Denmark before he arrived at United, it's, it's just such a variety of finishes, mm-hmm. and he always seems to be able to work out exactly where he is and exactly what the situation is and apply the correct finish which is why I think people were so sold on him and and United spent so much money on him but I think when he gets to the second goal Mm. and puts United 2-1 up you think okay they've had the wobble yes they're going to get over it and you're also thinking about Wayne Rooney's European debut and you're thinking hat-trick against the Turkish club it's a right of passage I hadn't thought about that but your brain does go into Areas where others don't, much to yes. your credit and to your yeah. detriment, of course, at the yeah, same time. That's why you get in so much trouble sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Andre Anana is a new signing for Manchester United still. And it's it's been a bad start it's for him. It's been a rocky road. And, 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 he, and he came with such um, high praise from, from, from us as well. Or should, should we put it on Andy that at the moment? Well, no, I... I, I... He is. Me and and Andy. He's having a run up at it at least. (laughs) I think Andy's a bit of a wanker. Yeah. We know that. I'm only joking. Um, Of course not. I love Andy. Um, But I do love him. I love him. You're making it worse. Yeah. Um, I just wish he wasn't around so much. (laughs) (laughs) No. Anyway, so when we. Andy, you and I, joking aside, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this, didn't we? We talked about the idea that some of these players who don't look as good as they perhaps should do. Yeah, what's going on? You said it's the environment. And I watched um, the highlights of some of the other Champions League games last night and people were talking about Man United saying it's the environment, it's the environment. Onana is probably the most symbolic of that. Mm. I mean, I've seen him, I've seen Onana play quite a few times before he signed for Man United mm. and he looks absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Like, this is a guy who played in the Champions League final. Yeah. He's garnered a huge amount of money um, before his Man United transfer as well. Um, he looks like he can do a bit of everything. And very confident as well. Yeah, Technically, last night he looked appalling. Well, like, and appalling. It wasn't even just like mm. it's a bad night. 
he's made a couple of good saves. Didn't make any saves. I think he made one save. Yeah. And every other shot went mm. in. And yeah. then and then then you add the distribution problems yeah. to the yeah, mix, yeah, which yeah. directly cost him mm. issues. And bear in mind, one of the penalties, one of the one of the um, shots he would have faced was a penalty that wasn't even on target. Mm. So it could have even been a lot worse. Yeah. Um. It, he looks a shadow of himself. And I think when you when you fold that into everything that's happening at United, both on and off the pitch, on the pitch they look like strangers. And they've sometimes got good enough individual players to bail them out, like a mm. 1-0 win against Burnley or whatever. Mm. And that's a um, long-term issue for them, isn't it? The only other win they've had in the Premier League was like life and death with Nottingham Forest, yeah. you know, mm. where they come out the, the right side of it. The off-the-pitch things aren't just off-the-pitch things. I'm not going to kind of gloss over them. They, these are serious criminal issues, mm. potentially, mm -hmm. off the pitch. It looks really, really tough. And it, So on one hand, it's a bit like, has Onana adapted to the Premier League very well? No, he hasn't. Has he had the chance to adapt well? Probably not either. Yeah. So it's kind of half him, mm. half not him, yeah. I suppose. That's yeah, I, I, I find it like just how do you fix this situation at Manchester United? And I think it's going to take a lot longer. I think, again, we, we, we bang on as everybody does about, well, last season under Ten Hag. And you thought, OK, they're going somewhere. Ten Hag is now looking a bit lost. And it's and he people, quite a tragic figure it, now. And people sure. are now saying that, you know, if it carries on like this, you know, is, is his job under... Um, scrutiny well I mean it yeah. always is going to be at a club like Manchester of, United of, of course I mean I think the thing that works in his favour is that they're not they're a bit dysfunctional upstairs yeah and that probably works so another, in, another part of it yeah the that, ownership that, no that's arguably the massive well, part of from it from top is, to bottom it, isn't it yeah but it starts I, I think, at the top but why that really works in his favour in the short term mm -hmm. is Binning, binning him is another level of drama and hassle mm -hmm. that they don't really want to do when they've got a potential takeover, still a potential takeover on the horizon, even mm -hmm. if nothing's happening in a hurry. So that should give him the sort of time he definitely needs. And he always said, didn't he, it would be a two, three-year job. The thing is, you can't really go into a giant in the Premier League and say it's a two, three-year job. It's, it's, I suppose a little bit of a parallel with with Pochettino. Mm -hmm. And so maybe he gets that little bit of extra time. But a lot of these issues that are happening at the moment, in his last six months at Ajax, people were looking at him and saying, his, his defensive plan is starting to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And I, I think if you look at them last season, even though they made big progress under, under Ten Hag, when the arse fell out of it, it really fell out of it. Right. You, you know, I think I think you look at some of the results last season. Obviously, the, the Liverpool one is the, the the one that everyone looks at, but there yeah. are there are other ones as, as 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 well. And I think when you're looking at stability, you look at Anana as well because, admittedly, brilliant in the Champions League last season, brilliant for Inter last season, coming in and and doing really well there, but. He'd had a tricky couple of years before that. There's the drugs ban. Um, he fell out. The of, move that he was going to go to France. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was going to Leon, and yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it fell through. Falling out um, of the Cameroon squad. Fe the, fell out of Cam Cameroon at the yeah. World Cup. Um, he was out of the team at Ajax for, for for quite a long time. So I guess you look at last season and you think, is this him or was it? Just a really good season. Could he be? I think you, 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 it's, it's justifiable to ask that question. I think he's he's a he's a great goalkeeper. Is it Romelu Lukaku esque, Andy? You put him in Inter, looks pretty good for a bit. Yeah, took him, take him everywhere the else. The right conditions and maybe all that, all that sort of stuff. I, ju I just think with the, going back to the Ten Hag thing that you started with, Andy. You know, he Ten Hag's not in control of the club, and, and as, as in, I don't mean that as in that's not his job. As I mean, he cannot seem to grasp control 
based on what we've seen this season. Do you think the football operations at the club, the same way they're not in control on the pitch? Do you think we've partly mythologised what a disciplinarian he is? Partly because how control he is. Yeah, because he looks like that as well. Yeah, and because of the way that you've been Cristiano Ronaldo, and wow, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, actually, the way that Ronaldo behaved made it really easy for him. And it's basically one meeting. Cristiano, would you like to say your side of the story? <laughs> well, all of that is enough for me to think you need to get out of your club. <laughs> but the other thing I would say that lends evidence and credence to that idea as well is the this leak that someone well, on indeed, social so, media, these players, someone like players leaking everything all the time. Well, Manchester United reportedly desperately trying to root out the mole behind the social media leaks. Would you like to speculate on who it is, Luke? <laughs> I don't think I will. Um, <laughs> what, what I think is it's indicative of where United are at the moment, mm. that they've got this social media mold. They haven't even got their own Duncan Jenkins. No, no. exactly. It's really exactly. really sad. Good would for him to get put, a bench. Would you not put, um, if you were Manchester United and you were trying to find out who the mole was, would you not hire Colleen Rooney to investigate? <laughs> there you go, yeah. He's got good pedigree for this. She probably, well. probably, probably knows the club still. Indeed, well. and she knows the club. <laughs> Signer, she knows the club. Yeah, assistant manager by the, by the <laughs> yeah. end of the week, by the way. Yeah, well, obviously, this was after an anonymous account on Twitter had been sharing first-team news and injury updates before they were made public by the club. But the page has stopped posting on match days, uh, and the account, which was at yo underscore insider united, has since been deactivated. Hmm. We look forward to its return. Yeah, absolutely we do. <laughs> um, uh, also in the Champions League last night, Arsenal were beaten 2-1 by Law. Um, Arsenal, uh, yes, uh, buggering it up. I mean, great for Law, Andy. They were back in the Champions League for the first time in 20 years, something like that. Yeah. And the place was pumping. Yeah. And they it, got the result that they craved. It, re- it really was. I mean, these old coal mining towns, like Lens and Saint-Étienne, yeah. incredible for atmosphere. And I had a, had a friend who's an Arsenal uh, supporter who's at, at the stadium who, who texted me and said, I know you said it was big, but I... I wasn't really expecting yeah. this level of, of of atmosphere. But you think Arsenal is super comfy when they're 1-0 up. And again, well, you know, if, 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 ever you'd, if ever there was a night where traditionalists, not looking at you specifically, are going to yeah. go, just kick it long, keeper. Yeah. This was one oh, yeah. of those. Victory for it? all of Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah. <laughs> victory, <laughs> victory for Marcus's uh, sordid little England project. <laughs> it's not sordid, is it? Okay. Um, wholesome. Wholesome. Definitely not wholesome. <laughs> Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. <laughs> Something for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. I look. I mean, I, it's funny because I know Arsenal look pretty comfortable, and I know they had chances, but I was just looking at it. Maybe I was reminded of the time uh, Long beat Arsenal before in the Champions League. You might be going back to the nineties or the noughties. That was at Wembley, wasn't it? It was. Um, Arsenal, a lovely time at Wembley in the Champions League. Um, but Matt Stuter had a lovely yeah, time. Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, did yeah. that. But. Uh, there was something about this. I, at half time, I just remember thinking, I just do not trust this Arsenal side no, no, in no, this yeah. environment. And I still think that Arsenal in Europe under Arteta, it's not a huge sample size, but there's just that sort of little bit of brittleness. Now, I know this is only one result. You know, they looked pretty good against PSV the other night or the other week. That was a kind of washout, really. Wasn't yeah, it? it was. Yeah, yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't a test of any sort. No. But th- this is where the crowd makes such a difference, I think, because everyone in that stadium bar. The, the oh, smaller and wave, man. It was it was a great atmosphere, and those and those Lons players were were so up for it, and and the two goals they scored were beauties. Was it the Thomason goal with the shape on it? Yeah, that was an absolute beauty. But the, yeah. but the assist, yeah, the assist for that, yeah, was unbelievable. Yeah. The sort of the t- off balance, and yeah. then managed that, that to get was, that was why you scored the second goal. So yeah, it was, it was, what a night here. Yeah, really, really, really good. Especially as he got bollocked by his coach for not putting in a shift at the the, the, the weekend. Well, he certainly very, repaid very, it, very, man. Very, very publicly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it was it was amazing because Thomason he missed a sitter of a header mm. when it was still nil nil. 
Then he gives the ball away to Saka, yeah. so Saka can set up Gabriel Jesus. And then he scores a goal that's far more difficult finish than the one he fluffed in the first place. Yeah, I, I, I and it was a good end-to-end game. And, and look, on another night, Arsenal put a one or two of those chances Ooh. away. But again, just the whole atmosphere and, and the whole feeling around it, I just, it was all set up for, for a long victory. Easy to say that after the game, of course. Well, I suppose it's, it's worth projecting forward in the group and mm-hmm. saying PSV and certainly Sevilla quite big atmospheres as well so yeah. it's something <laughs> one to... end to that game as well I mean again there was just drama everywhere uh, last uh, night in the yeah Champions and it's, it's it's something we we, we talked about when we were at yeah. St James's Park yesterday wasn't yeah, it yeah. like that that sense of a young team having um, emotional control over an occasion it's something mm. that like Eddie Howe was banging on about in his press conference yeah. yesterday as well wasn't it it was and uh, look a sloppy result can happen in the Champions League. Yeah. And you got you got one your home game. Yeah, really. I mean it's a, it's a shame that Bukayo Saka came off injured, you know. That is not good of course Manchester City on the weekend for yeah. Arsenal. And you could be forgiven if you were Arteta or or someone at Arsenal thinking okay, this is a side we probably should be getting a result against in the Champions League. They've not got the, the toughest group on paper um, and we've got Manchester City on the weekend, you know. So, you know, it's sometimes hard to keep focused. But anyway, I'll, I'll leave that They had that trouble there. getting out there, didn't they? They did. The flight was five hours delayed, so that didn't help, of course. Why did they fly? Why did they not take the Eurostar? Exactly. It's one of the great pleasures. Yeah. The Eurostar. Yeah. You like to book up a whole carriage, Andy, so maybe oh, time, yeah. for yourself. Andy, so, it's like um, when a, uh, an, mm. old, an old kind of Prussian general travels That's right. and in a train when Andy travels. Yeah, it's, got, like, it's got candle lit tables everywhere. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just him in there. It's Oh, the Sultan of Brunei reportedly <laughs> yeah. always hires out that hotel and in London the top big, floor and a, he's always hiring out there just in case he fancies it it's got a big surface to air missile on the front of it as well <laughs> that he sometimes gets up and sits in the seat indeed yeah, yeah. just in case he sees someone he doesn't like so what were you talking about uh, I think we were talking about Arsenal Arsenal yeah yeah it was something to do with, with um, guns or, or Here, cannons here's, here's, the, here's the thing um, these groups are so tight yep. as in there's obviously only four teams in them mm. you only play six games you can take this back to the United thing mm. last night and say if they get an equaliser or they yeah. draw two all it doesn't mean obviously just mean they get an extra point mm. it clearly means Galatasaray get two fewer points yes. and that group is a lot tighter you know yeah. at a rock bottom now zero points Galatasaray have got four you know, yeah, well, I would if worry. They just have two, and, and United have one. It's yeah. completely different. So, so I, one goal can make such a massive difference. But the difference between Arsenal and Manchester United, I would worry about Manchester United now going through from that group. You know, he's got Bayern Munich oh, I th- in I th- there, th- away yeah. at Galatasaray, and that's that's the thing that could yeah. finish Ten Hag if something's going to finish Ten Hag. Right, not right. getting out of that group. Isn't because it? as I like to remind us regularly, you know, even David Moyes got to the to the latter stages of the Champions but, League. But you United. caught a final. He did. But yeah. you were saying to me, and sorry, um, sorry, Solskjaer, by the way. Oh yeah, you were saying to me yesterday that. The Champions one of you guys was saying to me, the Champions League is the highest level of football, right? Yeah. It's the highest standard. No one else has thought about that other than No, me. but I'm just trying to, I'm just, trying to frame, <laughs> just trying to frame the point I'm about to yeah. make, just, which is just that you're just brilliant. Thanks. No, is, is that is the, you talk about Arsenal, it's the first time I've been back in the Champions League for a wee while. Mm-hmm. There's going to be an adjustment period probably. Sure. And you might even say the same for Man United. Well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm more uh, sympathetic towards Arsenal here because even though that's a, a bit of a sloppy result, you can get a sloppy result. I mean, for crying out loud, Real Madrid just pipped Union Berlin at home, didn't they? With yeah. that last uh, gasp uh, winner from, from Bellingham, was it? Um, so, you know, again, you can have sloppy results in, in in the group stage, but you can go through. I still think Arsenal will be okay. I mean, Joe Cole believes Arsenal can win the Champions League, which is... Uh, well, as I said to Andy yesterday, anyone can win it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in it, as long as you've got, you've got to be in it yeah. yeah if you're in it you can win it yeah, okay. simple as that Indeed. I don't think Arsenal will win it mm. there you go that's my counterpoint to that, uh, that particular narrative but I think I think they'll be okay but um, yeah, I've, I've mentioned Jude Bellingham Andy 
I think we're going to mention him again. You described that goal he scored in their 3-2 win at Napoli last night as Baggio-esque. Yeah, I described High it High praise. Yeah, and I, I Do you want to renege on that? Because last night you were doubling down. Yeah, I, I know. I, I'm, I'm going to triple dune on it. Did he back I kind of... You immediately, because you love Baggio and you want to protect him at all costs, you immediately said, Andy, I'm not having that at well, all. Well, the defendant... At one point, Bellingham sort of stumbles through a defender. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit like uh, Czechoslovakia's defending in the, the Stadio Olimpico in 1990, I thought. But I think that Baggio's always in control. I think, gonna, Bellingham I, think, I think Bellingham was. I do as well. I think okay. it's, it's, it's quite a modern goal in the sense of... <laughs> what does like, that mean? Well, yeah. in, in the sense of you can see Anguissa mm. going towards him and thinking, am I going to take him out here? Nope. And he just raises his hands uh, like that. A little bit like Ayala on Owen in St. Etienne. Yeah. In see, yeah. you're getting all your best references oh, right, in you yeah. and Big Michael Owen fan. But, but he, is, he is in control of it the whole way. And the finish at the end of that um, once he gets himself around Ostergaard, it's unbelievable. Would you call it a finesse finish, Andy, if we're going to use modern references? Yeah, go on then. It was stroked, wasn't it? Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, stroked. It was, it was, it was a lovely one. They're, they're actually comparing him to Maradona and Di Stefano in the oh. Spanish press this morning. When I see when I see Bellingham play, I can't stop myself thinking I think he might be the best player in the world. Yeah. And, well, he's, that, I mean, and he's the age he is, yeah. and he's still got yeah. a long way to go. Well, let me tell you something, Luke. Guillaume Balaguer. Yeah. Um, I've heard of him. We all know who Guillaume Balaguer is. He said that right now Bellingham is the best player in the world. I, I think I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any argument really. Right. And he's English. I thought. <laughs> I thought that was well, quite Balaguer. <laughs> he's kept that up great for well accent. Twenty-five years. Great accent. He's, he's yeah. done very well. I, 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 that would be quite something if it turned out. <laughs> That's you know, really like, interesting. Fair play to you, mate. Because I came in thinking that would be a bit more of a controversial statement than it clearly it is. Yeah. You're on it's board very, with my little, up. with my lovely little England project and, now, aren't you? And do you know what? He's, he's he's the most exciting English player since Rooney, right? Yep. Yeah. And I think he probably will go on in terms of it's a long way to go and you've got to stay fit and all the rest of it, but he could achieve more than Rooney's achieved, yeah. I think. But the thing I find about Rooney is that Rooney never quite got the global superstar recognition that he deserved, I think because Ronaldo Messi. of the way he looked. That, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, Bellingham possibly. is so handsome as well. Mm. I think he, you could be looking at a new Beckham off the pitch. Well, I think, well. but I think, mm. I think that, going too the, over the top. Rooney came along at the time with with Messi and Ronaldo mm. kind of coming up, and, and but for a while, for footballing terms, they're all been the same bracket. Course, People were talking about him as a free, weren't they? Of course, I mean, it seems a long time ago now, but you're right. But that, but therefore, if he's in that bracket, the other two then go on to 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 give us some of the finest football we've ever seen. Well, the finest football. Well, been Messi, yeah. definitely. Yeah. There's no doubt about that and the stats and all the rest of it. So it's almost unfair to compare Rooney to them. Whereas at the moment, Bellingham is there. You know, you think about some of the the, the Galacticos, you know, the, who, who, you know, Cruz and Modric don't often start for Real Madrid anymore, you know, in those kind of positions. You think of some of the other big hitters in football. The ground is there. The Ballon d'Or is up for grabs, Andy. Hmm. is what I'm saying he's helping himself season. to one out of the museum yeah <laughs> well, in, in future seasons I should say because obviously I mean it's remarkable you know they've got in the Real Madrid museum they've got Michael Owens one in there Lovely. that he won while he was with Liverpool are, Andy, that's amazing yeah. it's not like they need extra trophies in Oi, Andy I, I would call that um, uh, British Museum-esque <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> it's like the Elgin Marbles give us, give us back <laughs> our trophy yeah. I'm starting a position I didn't know that was there the, that's uh, a disgrace the belly of Instagram now is every single week is just a picture of these stories we've the player of the match award yeah that's it's right single game it's crazy it yeah. is crazy yeah um, and of course elsewhere in that group Braga pegged back Union Berlin Andy what, what a end to the game that was the, in fact mm, my, my, my highlight of last night was that Braga equaliser if you haven't oh, seen yeah well because when he came out of the same sporting academy as like Ronaldo Figo Simao uh, all of them 
and people thought he was he was a winger who's going to be on that level. New charisma. Didn't, didn't yeah, didn't quite didn't quite work out for him. I didn't even get to charisma level. But that is scoring a banger like that in the Champions yeah. League at any time. No yeah. one gets to charisma level in your mind though, either, do they? No. Absolutely no way. Yeah. I don't think they do. Uh, but did you see that uh, Harry Kane's Bayern Munich won 2-1 in uh, Copenhagen last night. Yeah, sure. I did. He was first on the scene to cuddle uh, winning goal scorer Matthias Tell. Yeah, and so um, pulling his weight. Copenhagen went a goal ahead, didn't they? Well, they did go a whole. I mean, the, the, it, it was quite interesting. But, sorry, I, I, I yep. just, just completely, completely forgot. Go um, Thomas Muller's physicality yeah. for that tell goal was yeah. probably my highlight of the night. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think the fact that he didn't panic when, like, mm. ninety-nine out of hundred players shoot. And yeah. he just waits for the right option. Yeah, that's why Muller's got so many assists, isn't it? He can it was always absolute right lunch pass. money stuff, wasn't yeah. it? He Unbelievable. Bullied him like yeah. crazy to watch. Really, it, it was. Yeah. So, so Copenhagen, obviously, as you say, go a goal up, and they're thinking we could get a famous result tonight. You know, and even a one or draw would have been quite something. Well, um, <laughs> the, the the staff at the stadium didn't hold out so much hope, presumably, because ahead of the match they were testing the scoreboard. And there's a wonderful photo of uh, of them um, uh, testing this, and it, it had uh, FC Copenhagen zero, uh, Bayern Munich four, with Harry Kane hat trick, and uh, Sané scoring, and all of the goals coming in the first. 12 Harry Kane minutes. gets a 12 minute hat trick. You could put anything you want on there, lads. You could put five nil Copenhagen if you want. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what you for say when they're running your stadium. You could put anything you want on there. Just as the players come out for a warm up, yeah. look at ah, oh, cheers. <laughs> Um, okay everybody let's have a quick break I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot forward slash ramble. 
English media uh, typewriters ready, please. He's going to talk about Harry Maguire now. Hoe vond je hem de laatste tijd? Hij pakt rood tegen Watford. He's really shit. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Right, let's turn our attention to domestic matters. Um, we've all seen that Pugmol has uh, the Pugmol posse. The Pugmol posse. <laughs> <laughs> the the Pugmol posse have released the uh, the audio of Luis Diaz's disallowed goal against Spurs last Saturday. Bad, isn't it? It is really <laughs> eerie, isn't it? Yeah. Um, How do you think that sound coming out of stadium speakers, everyone? It, it sound, <laughs> that's what people want, apparently. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just a replay operator going, you can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you can't do this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it's it was... It's like trailer yeah. for... A, a new horror Netflix film. horror story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. it is. Yeah, uh, it's it, yeah with yeah CCTV footage being yeah. shown. Found, oh, no. foot, found yeah. footage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, very eerie as I say, and, you, and look, you see where the mistake is made. Again, anybody who thinks that this should be taken further, I just think, come on, this is su- this is a bad error, and and, and it's a shocker. But but there we are. But Did you th- think it was dubbed by Michael Spicer? No, I, when you I initially no, heard it. it. Yeah, the man next door. <sighs> Um, but I, I, so the new protocol, there'll, there'll probably be a new guideline come in that you've got a short amount of time to kind of go. Oh no, hang on. Well, you know, like ten seconds or whatever. I know Frank Lampard spoke on uh, Sky Sports Monday Night Football and said, you know, if I was a manager and the game sort of restarted and then immediately they stopped it and went, hang on, and the referee came over and he said and explained it. He said, yeah. hang on, what's going on? He said, you're more inclined to accept. That's the exactly decision. what should have happened. Whereas he says, if it's like a minute or two later. And then they stop it. It's kind of like, well, no, hang on. Problem, I mean, literally nothing had happened. Yeah. Well, there, I, there was a throw-in, I think. Yeah. I think he's absolutely right. And what should have happened is that, first of all, people should have been able to show, and I'm talking about Darren England here mainly, mm. he should able be able to be show a clarity of thought under pressure and be <laughs> able to say, okay, that's an error by me. Mm. Um, what do we do here? Rather than just saying, oh, fuck. No, yeah, but, I, know, but I, think, well, I think that's harsh on let, let, me, let me just finish the point, though. And what should have happened is the referee should have known, should have been told, mm-hmm. it should have brought the captains and the managers together and said, this is the situation. There's a throw-in now. There's no mm-hmm. real advantage to either side. There's been a mistake in the VAR room. Yeah. It's a legitimate goal. So Spurs, if you want to complain, yeah. feel free to complain later. But it's a legitimate goal. Mm. The same way, you know, well, not saying was anything. That's that's a goal. So we're going to start the kick off and 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 Spurs get the kick off. It's easy to say that, and then you can change the law later as as you're suggesting. I I, I, I think at it's, the moment we've got a Pandora's box of yeah, shit, but I, shit I, but Marcus, this is this has literally been done in the World Cup. Do you remember when Griezmann scored that equalising goal at the end of France's last group match? They restarted the game. And then they got the tell that it was offside. Look, and they went back because. It, but it's on, a different governing body, you know. That's, but there's yeah. grey areas here. Bielsa, let's, let's let another team score. But that's that, but that's, that's, that's that's a charitable. So, so, so an so act what, of charity. What, what about if Spurs let Liverpool score then? Well, okay. You're happy with that? Uh, no, I think I think that to 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 pin this on on, on to pin more on Darren. Should England Liverpool here. pick Henderson again? <laughs> <laughs> they can be welcome back let's not gang up on Marcus we'd have him at Fulham yeah. no I think look here I am defending Darren England by the way everybody yeah. but Why I think keep doing this I just, cause just because of the name really. because of his surname yeah <laughs> it's my England project yeah, exactly. that's the real England project no I think uh, if the protocol and, and the rules for, for, for VAR are set in stone which they have to be right they have to follow their protocols and rules because otherwise it would be even more shambolic ironically 
he says, "Oh my goodness, there's a mistake," and 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 it's become apparent when the game has restarted. If the if their protocol is the game restarts, you cannot bring something back. What does he then do? The thoughts are swirling around his head. Does he then get in touch with the referee on the pitch and say, "By the way, there's a mistake," and the referee kind of goes, "Well, you know, we can't bring." Oh, cheers. The referee then, he, he, he yeah. feels a bit all at sea no, suddenly. What, what, what I'm saying is... I, I take that and, and then suddenly a precedent is set. And I think that if you're going to change the rules, it has to come from Howard Webb, the top of the tree. It has to be right. Okay, this has happened. We now, this is how we operate. Whereas Spurs could say, well, hang on a minute. By the letter of your law and protocol, that goal shouldn't be allowed because you got it wrong and then we started again. And I think that opens even no more. Sy- I, don't think there's, no, I don't think there's any sympathy for that. But you're going on in good, people's good sort of morals and so on. I'm saying if you are playing by the letter of the law, and, and my goodness, people are angry at VAR because they think it should be these black and white decisions which you can't make in no, football. People are angry at VAR because they've codified mistakes. Yeah. That's a very slight, it's a very crucial difference. Mm. When you and I, when all of us around this table watched football 15 years ago, yeah. that decision with Diaz, yeah. they'll have shown a replay. Oh, it was onside. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. The, ref- the lines was missed it. Yeah, yeah. We move on. The fact that people have codified those yes. mistakes and not been able to, and have put a whole layer mm-hmm. of bureaucracy in the way mm-hmm. makes people more angry. But it's doubly annoying. It is, yeah. And that's all it is. Yeah, but That but, is all it but, is. It's but, doubly but, annoying. But, but isn't this the whole problem with officiating and the way it's gone mm. and the relationship between officials and players. Probably. But there's, there's no room for common sense and discussion. Can yeah. I, can I, can uh, I, and and uh, doing what Lucas suggested, I think would have done an enormous amount for the relationship between match officials and players. I'm not saying that shouldn't have happened. I'm saying I have sympathy for Darren England in for that why moment. why it didn't happen. Well, exactly. Here's why That's, I, and that is, because the, that you, is my you point. you stick to the rules. Exactly. Yeah, you can't I, I blame him that. for that. Here's, here's my that. sympathy. Here's my reason why I've got a lack of... Uh, I've got less sympathy, shall we say. Right. I don't want to see anything bad happen to the guy. You know, he's obviously doing his best. My issue with the whole officiating of football, as it pertains to the Premier League, mm. is that I understand why the referees on the pitch have to be certain types of people because they have to be fit and healthy mm. and mm-hmm. quick enough and active. Very fit, by the way. Exactly, and mm. that is hard. For me, I don't see why, and, and I agree with what Vish said earlier in the week, actually, I don't see why we can't just get down to basics here in the VAR room and say, it's just a fucking video screen. Yep. Here's the rules, mm-hmm. or the laws. Yep. Here's the protocols. Yeah, yeah. Here's the information. Yep. I, I would be, I would be far more comfortable based mm-hmm. on what I've seen so far. And this is perhaps a little bit controversial, mm-hmm. but based on what I've seen so far, yeah. which is dreadful mm-hmm. in the VAR situation, I would rather take some people from another industry, <laughs> like fucking air traffic controllers, mm-hmm. who can work under pressure with a lot of information, mm-hmm. make clear, clear minded decisions about what should happen under pressure in the moment quickly mm. than these absolute morons who can't do anything under pressure and then just complain or cry or whatever. I think you're harsh you saying need, absolute morons No, but under you pressure. need to be able to do it under pressure the same way if Andy goes on telly mm. or you're up on stage doing a live theatre show, you have to, be able to do it under pressure. That's what you're being paid to do. Mm. And if you can't, you shouldn't have to be sacked. You should step aside and find someone that can do it. And they don't need to be fit and healthy and active. They don't arguably even need to have that much of a knowledge of football. They just be able to have to apply a set of laws mm. under pressure in a quick time. That's it. Um, there was a Premier League match last night. In among all that. 35 chance, minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> Luton Town won, Burnley two. Burnley got their first... Premier League win of the season, uh, which seems uh, quite odd to me because I, I thought Luton's, Luton were the last ones to get a win in, in, in the league, but it was Burnley. Um, and what a winning goal. Well, like Bournemouth and Sheffield United still haven't had one. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, but Jacob Larson's uh, 85th minute winner after Luton had just equalised as well. 
It crushed them. It absolutely crushed them. And I, I do worry a little bit for, for Rob Edwards, the Luton Town manager. He's comes across as quite an emotionally led chap, although very in control and very disciplined with those emotions, I should say, and, and has handled himself very well. But I just some of the quotes and some of the things he was saying, I thought, you know, he was admirably trying to kind of G him up and so on. But that was that was a real crushing blow. And I just hope that, you know, if if, if they can't, if they don't start getting better results as the months go by, you know, he can still hold it together. He can still be, you know, leading his troops into battle. You're right. It would have been a huge point if they'd have managed yeah. it because honestly, Burnley were the better team for, for, yeah. for, for, for most of this. Yeah. They're really impressive <laughs> in the first half particularly. But I think for them to equalise and then Jakob Brun Larsen to go up the other end and pull one out like that, yeah. which is something he's done far too little in his career oh. for the, 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 the talent he's he's got. It must you must be thinking, yeah, we ain't never getting anywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, yeah. look, but it's a great win for Burnley, Luke. And I mean, they're up to four points, same as Luton, by the way. So again, I yeah. think I think there's, you know, and we've been guilty of this as well. I think, you know, thinking, oh, you know, Luton are kind of perhaps relegation fodder in the Premier League, or they or they're going to be in a, in a relegation battle. And and to be fair, Rob Edwards would probably agree with that as well. Yeah. I would I would imagine. But there are other teams down there. You know, Sheffield United having a, a tough old time, Bournemouth, and, and even Burnley as well, despite this win. But I think when people look at Burnley, look, they look at the manager Vincent Company and think, well, they'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's a really important part of it because if you look at the teams that are in, in danger of losing their managers down the bottom, how much kudos mm. and purchase has Rob Ebbers actually got. Yeah. I mean, he said himself that he didn't really change that much from Nathan Jones and, and they kind of got their way through you to the Premier League. don't change a winning formula, do you? Well, exactly. Unexpectedly in the Premier League, mm. Vincent Company, they've dominated yeah. the division below. He's earned the right and he's got such a pedigree in football generally at the top level, mm. it's quite difficult to think of them firing him. But funnily, funnily enough, if you take all of that history away, Company is, is is just like Rob Edwards. We're learning about him as a coach. He's still he's still a he's still a pretty young coach. But I'm talking about reputation. Yeah, yeah sure, to... sure, that's different, and that will help him in the transfer. Window. Definitely, in, come in, January, in January if they need something. And yeah, then I, th I think sure. I think also it's a hugely damaging result for for Luton because they found it tough, as we all knew they would. It's a big step up, and maybe they were promoted a bit unexpectedly. If you don't win at home against your relegate, your fellow promoted yeah, teams it yeah. just feels bad yeah. I've been in that situation before supporting the team uh -huh, I support uh -huh. it's just you, you end up you, every single fan leaving Kenilworth Road last yeah. night will be thinking if we can't beat that lot we're in big trouble mm. it's fine to write off a home defeat mm. to a Liverpool or whatever mm -hmm. it's a very very different thing and although they, they kind of surprisingly I thought picked up their first win um, on the road against Everton you know fellow strugglers that's arguably as important a result for the positive side because everything mm. are going to be down there as well. So, yeah, it it's, feels it's like not a, great. It feels like a big moment in a season because if they had have held on for that point, you'd think, mm. oh, that's a good point. I think well, it's I a bit of building on the victory I last just, week. I just it? think you've got to go in there to win. You have to go in there to win. And I'm not saying they didn't, but at home to yeah. a fellow promoted team, yeah. you've got to make it happen. I, th I think you've got to appreciate what the game is like. And I think if they come out of that with a draw, that's a decent result. Well, so on it, the night, it didn't transpire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the way it goes, if you get a sort of a late equaliser, you know, and so on. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, after the feel good factor of Goodison, that is such a a punch to the guts, of course, but great for Burnley, though we should say. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah. You know that, that they'll look to build on that. I don't want. We, I don't think we should be endorsing or supporting or further encouraging Vincent Company's touchline outfits, though. No, that is a that really is a strange, like white t-shirt, yeah, slightly too small blazer, and a baseball cap. Yeah, I'm not into it. 
he looks like he's just left prison and they give him a bag of clothes. <laughs> Put them on, get on the yeah. bus. When the blazer's too small because he's been uh, lifting Working the weights. Out, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he came in on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But I, I do think it would be interesting if they are struggling, you know, if they need to make a few signings in January. But how big a pull is company and how much influence does he have? You know, are we thinking if, if Grealish hasn't had that many minutes in, uh, in the Man City shirt, get him in on loan for Burnley? That would be quite something. Bit Cole Palmer. They, yeah. <laughs> is he still a Man City player then? I don't know. Um, so there we are. Well, look, um, we're going to turn our attentions back to the Champions League, everybody, because tonight, Newcastle United, the Piff Posse themselves, host Paris Saint-Germain yeah. in a big one at St. James's Park. It's Newcastle's first home Champions League game since 2003. How about that, Luke Moore? I'm excited for it. We're going to be at the game. Um, it should be an amazing atmosphere. I'm do you think Mac Ashley will be at the game? You know, think yeah, that, welcome. Yeah. Bring, bring him out before so the game. So nice to see you guys doing well since the minute. Well, well, for him. <laughs> Well, we're in St. James's well, I'm not dead, no, but your regime. Minutes <laughs> after your regime. Minutes applause. Nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure we saw his uh, his uh, soup cauldron yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did at the club, yeah. His yeah. famous soup cauldron. Well, certainly um, a place where he could vomit quickly. If I was going to say, it was full yeah. of a WKD. Ah. Um, <laughs> I think we, we covered this on the, on the show yesterday, and if you're listening to this today and you haven't heard yesterday's mm. episode, I encourage you to listen to it because we recorded from St. James's Park, and it was great to, to be there and see the build-up. Um, I'll just repeat what I said yesterday very, very briefly. Um, they have to play the game. Mm. They can't. They can't get in their heads about playing PSG. They can't get in their head about the atmosphere. They have to channel the support, the atmosphere. I was walking down the, the river earlier, oh, yeah. sorry, last night, mm. and they're belting up the Champions League anthem on the river. Yeah, it's a big well, deal. Yeah, yeah they had the drone that, that show wasn't them, over. though. I mean, that was... Uh, who, do you, who do you mean that? I mean, uh, it was TNT Sports. The broadcasters were doing it. The broadcasters were doing it. But yeah, I'm just saying, uh, that's, 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 they're, they're projecting yeah. on a massive... Yeah, but the way you were saying it was like Jimmy Nail and his mates, you know, like... Could have been involved. It'd be there. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Imagine if it would be sat next to Jimmy. Yeah. That'd be great tell you what would you, would you do a bit of crocodile shoes with him I don't know any others um, it's got to be Big River tonight Come I on. don't love nobody else she's lying yes <laughs> oh my goodness Look, as we do though with any kind of uh, musical interlude in the show you lead and I, and I back you up he's lying <laughs> I'm just going to do that to the end if, of the show yeah. if they're, if they're not... temptation no not that one <laughs> If they're not coming out to let's get ready to rumble, there's something That's seriously exactly. wrong. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe you if he was for match day six. Well, I, I just know. think if, yeah. if I looked over yeah. and he was watching the documentary, uh, the Newcastle documentary on the iPad, and there was Amanda Staveley, then I would lean over and go, she's lying. <laughs> <laughs> I would love Newcastle to get a fine for instead of playing the Champions League anthem playing, let's get ready to rumble by PJ and Duncan. Oh, come on. We'd all chip in. We'll do a just giving for that. But it does, it does feel. <laughs> I don't need the money. It does feel like um, that anyone who is remotely connected to the cl to the city let alone the club will be there tonight oh, it's going to yes. be brilliant yeah. it's going to be amazing and, and I, I suggested that I think Newcastle might win I think they might channel that atmosphere I, I, well Edward Howe said that they, they must contain their emotions I totally agree with that and he's a man who can contain his emotions so when I said yes absolutely he's a, he's a he's like, he's like a flight steward an he air is. steward like if you're getting a bit rocky just look at, look at Ed Howe yeah He's still serving the drinks. Yeah. He's not bothered. No. He's still got hold of that trolley. Um, <laughs> Side parting still in place. I thought there'd be a little bit more sympathy for my shout of Newcastle winning 3-1 on the show yesterday than right. I got from you guys. But Andy, I'll put it to you. You Go know on. PSG better than us. Oh, yeah. They are capable of turning in stinking performances and they are capable of being intimidated as a kind of smallish club, right? Well, I think the problem is we don't know what this PSG are really capable of because it's all new. It's all post... Messi and, and Neymar, as we, we were saying yesterday. So that means a lot leans on Kylian Mbappe. And I did notice a lot of 
uh, people who were um, at training yesterday, at open training at St. James's Park, were going, Mbappe came out onto the pitch and then he asked for gloves. Right. He's surprised oh. already by Newcastle. Yeah. Maybe Goes he just below forgot 15 his gloves. degrees, he can't handle it. Maybe, I was walking maybe, down the river in a, river in a t-shirt gloves. last yeah, night. exactly, yeah. Were you? Yeah. Maybe you else. should be leading the line for PSG. Fucking freezing, hypothermia. I was in the hospital tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he took the T-shirt off and they projected the Champions League images onto Got it. Got a big NUFC. Yeah, around the belly button, fitting in with the. No, it's going to be great, and, and obviously it'll be a fantastic occasion for, yeah. for Newcastle. Um, as well. quite quite incredibly, people are suggesting that um, there have been UFOs flying above uh, St James's Park recently, as Newcastle fans have been seeing hundreds of lights hovering over the stadium. There was a big drone. It was thing, a drone show. Yeah, yeah, going on. By the way, I think there's a simple explanation there. We want to clear it up, and yet. We also want to f- throw fuel to but the fire of this conspiracy theory. Luke if, you see, if you see it... And Matt Letizia's ca- newsletter, go on, here you go. It dropped yesterday, actually. Yeah. <laughs> He's just been playing a lot of golf recently. Oh. If May you I suggest you need your own pod for this, in yeah. your words? I think I probably do. Well, we've, got Matt- ra- we've got Ramble Uncut today, so <laughs> yeah, this is Nice. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll fire it up in a minute. If you see something near and you can't identify it, it's yeah. like, you know, in theory, it's an unidentified flying object, so it is a UFO. That's right, yeah. So at the time, you're probably right. It was it's a either UFO. a drone or a helicopter. Probably, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, now you're talking about Keegan again. I am talking about Keegan. <laughs> um, oh, do you think he'll be there? I love it if they said to Keegan, you can come, yeah. but you've got to do that pose behind the advertising board that you did against Liverpool all game. <laughs> it's a bit miserable, And you it? can lift your head if there's a chance. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. well, we, we shall see. You mentioned Kieran Trippier. Could be an interesting battle between him and Kylian Mbappe. He said his kids want to, want to are more bothered about Mbappe than they are him, didn't they? It's a, it's a ploy. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. I think there's something going on there, Andy. He's going to strap a little weight to his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's a tasty one, though, in theory. Trippier versus Mbappe. Yeah, very exciting. Right, well, sound excited, then. Yeah, Andy. Oh, you don't like it? Why don't you like it? You love Trippier. Uh, you love Mbappe. I do. I love yeah. them both. Yeah, right. Okay. Two positives making a negative for Andy. Yeah, I Maybe. Know. I know, yeah. Andy, well, you're covering the game tonight, aren't you? Yes, I am. Listen, do and we'll, we'll, we'll be having a bit of a chat afterwards. Yeah, we're we? doing Ramble Reacts after. We are doing yeah. Ramble Reacts. Don't muck about in the press box with all no. your mates and your prawn sandwiches. Get out quick because yeah. we want to do it. Do you refer prawn to Prawn sandwiches. I will draw you back to Mike Ashley has now left. Okay, right, yeah. Do you refer to them? Uh, well-known, generous provider of facilities. <laughs> of course, there was, that, there was that great story, wasn't there, about how um, the executive lounges at St. James's Park were so poorly stocked and so poorly maintained under Mike Ashley uh, that the head of catering asked for a, a new cheese boards and Mike Ashley <laughs> said, no, you can't have them. No. It's like people pay to come and have cheese boards. He's like, no, you can't have them. Yeah. So the head of catering had to sneak down to the press area mm nick a couple of the desks and repurpose them as cheese boards. You know what I'd have used? The Fulham ones. I'd have used Sports Direct mouse mats. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Free advertising as well, Look, isn't if, it? if you love cheese, you know, again, get down to Fulham. You've got those championship winning ones they were selling the other day. They were, exactly. They were, yeah. Were, yeah, yeah. Really? So, Lovely yeah, little wooden seats as well. It, it's all made for you. Speller had his Victoria sponge out, didn't you? Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> get your sponge out for the lads. They were charming yeah. at me. He's, um, he got a, got a Victoria sponge, put it on a seat, yeah. took a photo of it and uh, DM'd uh, Mitrovic. Yeah. Said, oh, you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> Come back for a slice of this, big boy. Yeah, he hasn't read it yet. Um, <laughs> do you refer to Newcastle United as the piff posse in your, in your post-match stuff, Andy? You should. Or, or do you take the cowards route out? <laughs> yeah. I think you know the answer to that. I do indeed. Um, gentlemen, uh, RB Leipzig host Manchester City tonight. Well, I won't be watching that because I'll be at the Newcastle game. Yeah, I'm not interested. So, something, something we've never seen before. A first for the Champions League. That's Leipzig right, yeah. versus Manchester City. <laughs> yeah. Routine 3 or 4 nil victory for Manchester City, do we think? No. No. No? No. Okay. You don't think that? No, Leipzig are pretty good. All right. 
Get a lot of him. Leipzig were pretty good. Have you seen Man City in recent seasons, yeah. though? I've, I've seen Man, Man City in recent games. They've lost the last two. Oh, big talk from Andy Brassel there. Andy, I've got some even bigger talk to end the show. Huge news in the world of football and for my England project, by the way. Um, the UK and Ireland are now the sole bidder for Euro 2028. Come on. It's the only way we're going to get it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's great news. How about that? The British and the Irish, Andy. I think everyone has come around to your way of thinking like the very frequent Champions League finals at Wembley that mm. it's just better here. I, I, th- I, uh, I it's think more, definitely more organised, Andy. Yeah. Airtight yeah. security. Yeah. I, I think that. sooner. You don't or have later, a ticket, come and have a go. Sooner or later, people are going to start to cotton on that the reason the England project isn't quite doing what it needs to do is because Marcus is in charge of it. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment my results. I am. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a great like, week for you, though, and all just... the work you've done behind the scenes <laughs> to get this to our, to our fine shores. Yeah, exactly. Darren uh, England will be the, in charge uh, of all the games. <laughs> The motto for the bid is, is you going, I got in and it was fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I didn't see anything wrong. Nah. So why did you? Yeah. Um, yeah, Turkey have withdrawn their bid and we'll focus on Euro 2032, which you, you, you have to say is is, um, is a good move for them. You know, step aside, uh, brothers. Um, they're they're going to merge their bid with Italy, uh, apparently, which is quite an interesting one. I liked it when it was all around Europe. That seemed like quite a nice idea. It wasn't as bad as I think people thought it was going to be. I quite enjoyed it, yeah. Mm. But, but Turkey but, and Italy with a joint bid would be quite interesting. I'm partly, it is, yeah. I'm partly biased because I was at the um, the England-Denmark semi-final, which is one of the best atmospheres I've ever seen at a game. Yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah, that's the kind of thing we can provide, Andy. Uh-huh. So you want to start wrapping your hand on this European message. <laughs> get yourself to some good British beef. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And Irish. And Irish beef They're as involved well, yeah. as well. Um, yeah, so both bids still need official approval by UEFA for a meeting uh, of its executive committee. On Tuesday. Some people are saying it's just going to be ratified on Tuesday, and that's that. Why on earth do you need a Got to host it somewhere. Exactly, yeah. I can imagine the, the UK and Ireland delegation walking in just going, we're the only game in town. Yeah. Get on with it. Yeah, and they see a Spanish guy walking up the corner. Quickly, now, ratify it now. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk walks in. Yeah, Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me well there we are everybody thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble part of the ACAST Creator Network we will be back tomorrow with a Ramble Reacts from St James's Park after Newcastle's first Champions League game at home in over 20 years but of course Patreon subscribers don't go anywhere keep listening for Ramble Uncut if you're not signed up yet get over to Patreon by hitting the link in the show notes of course and big news you can now access and download all of our ad-free shows and bonus patron content on Spotify. So there's absolutely no excuse not to sign up. Yeah, it's worth mentioning that um, a lot of people were saying that you know they use Spotify to listen to their podcast and mm. if they can't get it through there, they're not going to sign up to Patreon. Totally understandable. We've listened, we've yes. heard that, and we've now made it available on Spotify as mm. well. So if that was the reason you weren't signing up... Mm. Go put it right. We've done our bit. Exactly. You hold up your end of the bar. We've extended the the, uh, the Football Ramble Patreon high speed to, we have. to Spotify. Exactly. We, and, have, we didn't uh, abandon the, no, uh, the Ramble not. to Spotify <laughs> leg, of the, uh, leg of the track. The high Spotify too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're Spotify too. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. And of course, don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app, everybody. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Luke Moore. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Champions League. And we'll see you tomorrow for some more juicy Champions League action. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.